Okay, we've had more than a day to think about it. I think the Jags may have just been trying too hard. It's not a bad thing. I'll tell you why in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What's happening? Good people. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of that podcast. Hopefully you'll be here along for the ride every single day and we can call you an everyday. I have to give a quick message to let you know that on our YouTube page, you can subscribe for free. Locked On Jaguars, subscribe for free. Hit the bell for notifications to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also hit the like button and the subscribe button. And then if you listen to audio podcasts, wherever you happen to get those podcasts, we'll be there every day, too. So make sure make sure you tap in once again. Hello to the everydayers and to the non everydayers. I have to say you can be an everyday. All you got to do is just be here every day. Right. Right. Uh, today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Uh, it's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We're going to start with you today by letting you know that we ain't scared to talk to you, man. Ain't nobody worried about y'all getting upset at me, telling me I'm being a homer and I'm protecting Press Taylor uh, when it came to, you know, saying that I'm not critical enough of what's going on and I'm sugarcoating it and I'm doing this. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to give you an invite to listen. I cannot give you an invite, though, to make you comprehend what I'm saying. you got to kind of figure that out on your own. But all I'll tell you is this. If, any, if anybody thought or thinks or believes at any point that I'm being biased towards the team, well, you just don't know me very well. Because that's not what we do here. That's not what I do. I am never fanboy number one. For anybody, when I'm trying to do these podcasts and try to be objective and subjective and all of that stuff and every active that you want to throw in there. But shout out to you for paying attention and listening and watching on social media. Just don't take all of those messages on X or Facebook or whatever to heart without paying attention to the show. All right. So why do I feel the Jags were pressing to make plays? I'm going to tell you, and it has a lot to do with the press conference that Doug Peterson gave after, uh, not after the game, but on Monday. I heard it, now I'm reading it. And uh, when you hear it and you read it, you know, it kind of gives you a a double way of looking at it and and, and two ways to get a perspective. And I came to the same conclusion. And that is, uh, he doesn't believe there's anything wrong with the guys. He just thought they pressed too hard. It was a one-score game. And uh, there's some things that they can clean up and fix up. Uh, he's taking responsibility as the coach, coach of staff. He did not throw Press Taylor up under the bus, said Press had a good game. So he called a good game. So if you want to get angry at me for saying that it wasn't all on Press, get mad at Doug too because he's the one that said it first. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why they were pressing. And, I, you know, did I try to use the word pressing in my thumbnail and uh, – here on my YouTube. Yeah, I did. 
Of course I did. That's what we do. Yeah, I used the word press and, and played a little semantics and wordplay uh, here and there. But the main thing is, is we're going to try to get to the bottom of that and try to make everybody not feel so bad about this loss. They have to trust themselves. This is where we this is what we this is where we start getting to this therapeutic part of dissecting a loss and not making too much of it. They got to trust themselves. It goes along with pressing. I'll use a track analogy when I get to it and I'll tell you exactly what that is. And the execution, how it needs to improve, how they can't just go out and think want to is what's going to get it done. It's demonstrated performance. Remember all the times I used the uh, example of choreography for either Chris Brown or Michael Jackson? Well, you got to do it. If it doesn't do it, it doesn't look right, and, and especially when it comes to the offensive linemen. All five of those guys got to be in sync. We talked about it in the past. It's like the temptations. They go, you know, we saw a new addition. You know, we see all of these groups. They do it. If they don't do it all at the same time, they all look stupid, right? So the offensive line can kind of have that same sort of impact. Where do they need to fix their issues? We'll discuss that all together today and find out why this team just kind of like put out the hot fire that was the fan base with that performance the other day. I agree. I don't think we should panic. So I'm going to get to this and we're just going to bleed over in a segment too. Uh, why were they pressing? If I have to look at it from just a, a fan standpoint, we all kind of were pressing. We wanted that game bad. We I, I warned against too looking at it. Well, this is the last team to beat them, and this is the statement game, and this is the biggest game. I think my boy Locke put up this is the biggest game since the Patriots game in 2018. And we can't get it. This ain't boxing or UFC where you beat the guy that beat you and now you got your get back. Because no matter if you beat the Chiefs or not, uh that trophy, um, that's out there, that Lombardi trophy, it wasn't coming to Jacksonville this week. So you got to be careful with trying to enact revenge on something that happened before that's not going to help you advance right now. And I'm not saying that the team is thinking that way, but what I am saying that we wanted that thing so bad, man. We can't think that we're back at square one, meaning back to – Pre, pre playoffs, pre LA Chargers game last year. Like, oh, we still got a long way to go. Yeah, we we got a, we got a ways to go. I don't think it's as long a way to go as they had last year before they had Calvin Ridley and before they got a year older. I don't. It just feels like that temporarily. It feels like that right now because expectations were through the roof, and folks were just so fired up about this home opener. And I think a little bit of it is bleeding into last week because they were losing in the fourth quarter against the Colts. And that was a game that everybody thought this team was going to walk away with. Because I picked them to go 14 and three. I also did that by saying at every single time that these are NFL teams that they're going to play every week and everybody has gotten better. Right. When you have practice and you're watching your team and all you see is your team, the one thing that it's easy to forget is, well, you know what? If that other team walked around the corner and Mahomes and um, Kelsey and Chris Jones bent that corner with about 10 of their teammates, 
the three best players on the field would be Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones. And that hasn't changed. So we got to understand that other people get better, other people improve. But I think the Jaguars players really, really wanted this game. And when you really want something bad enough, if you're not disciplined, if you're not mature in uh, how you do business, you'll get the result that they got the other day. Pressing. Breaking technique. The track analogy I was going to give you, I'm going to give it to you right now. Got to stay calm. You see Shakari Richardson when she came out in that 100 in the world championships, how she wasn't in front, but she stayed with her technique. And when she hit about that 60, 60 yard or 70 yard part, here she comes, or the meter part, here she comes, and she just kept going. And she knew she was passing everybody, but the finish line was fast approaching, but she kept going with the technique. She trusted the technique, and boom, she crossed the finish line first. Now, what if she'd start looking? What if she had put her eyes back, and as soon as she put her eyes, she lost technique, she wouldn't have made it. You just have to trust yourself. You have to trust your hard work. You have to trust all of the choreography that you practiced. When you get in the arena, don't not trust yourself. Work hard enough so that when you get to that point, you know you've done enough to stand on that, right? We always talk about people standing on stuff. You got to stand on your work. You got to stand on everything that you've done up to that point, and you can't just get there. And once you get there, now you decide, well, I want it so bad, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It doesn't work that way. We're going to talk about more of that in segment two, about how they get to the point where they trust themselves. And we'll do it just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know about Jace Medical, and what it means to have the antibiotics you need during an emergency. Here's the thing. Jace Case which is provided by Jace Medical, provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get going, get ongoing care from our physicians in any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created and is doctor-recommended. Now, man, all you got to do, I have pain. I have bad pain. And sometimes, you know, we live in a hurricane area if doctors and pharmacists aren't open, you need something in the cabinet that's going to help you and something that's safe. So you can save more than $360 by getting these life-changing and life-saving saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. $360 savings by using the promo code Locked On. That's right, man. Here on Locked On Jaguars, we are also sponsored by our friends over at FanDuel. That's right, man. I told you about FanDuel at the top of the show, and I'm going to tell you again because FanDuel is absolutely on fire like they always are. I am enjoying it two weeks in, and you can do the same thing. You got to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It's all there. It's all explained, and 
All you got to do is just go to FanDuel and read up on the literature before making a wager. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel's official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com for money lines, props, and all of the things your team needs. Okay, man, running it down here. Locked on Jaguars. We are sitting here trying to figure out how we got to this point, right? How the Jaguars get to the point where now we're, it's not just a loss. It's not just a one-point loss to the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. It's not, it's not, it's not just that. It's how it looked for two weeks and how they are third in the conference, in the division, in the AFC South in scoring offense, points-wise. How? How are they third already? Well, for two weeks, uh, there have been two other teams that have scored more points, and we didn't think that was going to be possible, but it is. They've been sluggish offensively. I put it all on the offensive line yesterday to sort of take a little bit of the heat off of Press Taylor and uh, Doug Peterson for making it publicly known that Press Taylor is going to be the – play caller all year it's amazing how just a little bit of information can make everybody feel like they're like really really smart and when things don't go right you start pointing to that thing that you've probably already done in the past anyway when everybody was calling you a genius like we were giving doug all this credit all year last year and it turns out he said that they were 50 50 in play calling last year so now He's turning everything over to Press Taylor to be the full-time play caller. Something I guess you have to do if you're Doug Peterson, eventually at some point, in order to oversee the entire operation of a team. I would venture to say that a lot of head coaches, especially in the past, that did not call plays. And everybody who always wants a head coach that is a play caller has to understand that at some point, you get a play caller, you get a guy who's offensive coordinator. If he was calling plays on another team as the offensive coordinator, and if he's ever going to, and if he had some success, then he's going to emulate that other coach when he becomes head coach of this team. Let me, let, let me break it down. If he was a play caller on a team that won, that means the head coach wasn't. So if he won and he emulates that coach, that means that when he gets here, He won't be a play caller himself, at least not the whole time. He'll do what he did at the other stop as the head coach. The other stop at the head coach allowed him to call plays. So he's going to allow his guy to call plays. At some point, we have to understand people do what makes them successful. And when they do that, you know, we can't blame everything that goes wrong on just the play call itself. Now, we can talk about how they taught it and how it's being installed. And if you read up on what Doug Peterson said yesterday, it's on him that maybe they have to teach it better. Maybe have to emphasize things a little bit more. Maybe have to simplify what they're asking them to do from a protection standpoint, all of that stuff. And while most people want their pound of flesh and they just want somebody they can point to and blame things on, and it can't be Doug because he's too beloved, right? Well, he points the finger and blames it on himself. 
We have to do better. And I think it's beautiful that he's that accountable. I don't think he's trying to overdo it and keep pressure off of everybody else. They have to get better as coaches to be able to get in line with the players and the players have to trust them and they have to trust the players and, and all in all the players and the coaches have to trust themselves. They have to trust themselves to be exactly who they are when they're not looking in the mirror, regardless of how much resistance they get because of how good the other team is. We, we, we get the opportunity because of coverage, because of all the press conferences, we get the opportunity. And I'm, when I'm not just saying we, when I'm, I'm not talking about just the media, people with credentials, I'm talking about everybody. You get the opportunity to see the healing have to be done in real time. You see the sickness, you see the, the antibiotic go in, you see the, you see the healing, you see the physical therapy, you see all of that stuff. And sometimes if you can't handle it, it's not good for you to see all of it because it allows you to draw too many conclusions that aren't true. They just have to trust themselves. They just have to stay with their form like Shakari Richardson did when she was in sixth place and she caught everybody before they got to the finish line. They got to do that, whether they're actually good enough on paper to do it or not. You know why they got to do it? Because if they're not good enough on paper, then they can't change that right now. There's nothing they can do. They can make a trade, but ain't nobody trading good players that's going to help you win right now unless they're just trying to get rid of the money and they have to match up with what you need as a team. You really, really, they really, really, really have to trust themselves. They have to trust and know who they are. The guys who are playing have to execute and they have to actually get better. They do. They have to improve and have to get better with what it is, whatever they left training camp with, Wherever they thought they were going to be, however they got to get the objective done, they got to do it. Whether it's simplifying stuff the way Doug said yesterday, um, putting guys in the right spot, which I, I don't get that offensively because you know where everybody is. I just think they had a bad day at the office. It was an all-around bad day at the office, and it's hard to explain. I'm going to tell you why the execution needs to improve, uh, especially in the passing game. And in run blocking, those things absolutely have to get better if this team is going to improve and be as good as we all hope they can be. Because it has a direct reflection on their identity as a football team. If you can't block people, you can't even get to the point where you try to show off all of your skill position players because it's just not going to work. You have to block first. Talk about all of that in just a second here. In the third and final segment on Locked On Jaguars, I have to let you know first about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the absolute truth. It's a daily fantasy sports platform, and it is off the chain, man. I go there and I look at all of these player projections, and I think it's relatively easy for me because I know the game for me to pick if it's going to be more than or less than. Now, you can do that with between two to six player stat projections. And if you win, boy, do you pay off and get paid off and win some money. It's a great, great website, great app. All you got to do is just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com. Enter Locked On NFL as your code for a first deposit match of up to $100. Now, go to prizepix.com, 
slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's safe. You get paid fast and you won't be disappointed. Make sure you visit prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app. All right, man. We are here running it down, talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, trying to find these answers as to why they played so they were pressing and trying to make a the, the the exact word that Doug Peterson used was that they were trying to make a play instead of just executing the offense. They were trying to make a play. You can make a play by executing the offense. Most of the time when you don't execute the offense, you're not going to be able to make a play. They used to describe it as running around the bull. It hurts when you have to take the bull head on. But the only way you have at beating them is to take them head on and execute. You try to run from him, he's going to chase you. He's going to stick you and he's going to throw you. You can't run from the grind. And Kansas City offers a lot because they're an attacking team on defense. He even mentioned Coach Spagnolo. He called him Coach Spags. He knows him very well. They were on the same staff. Teams are going to offer resistance. You got to be able to execute with resistance. You got to be able to do it under pressure. You have, you have to be able to beat them at their own game. If from a personnel standpoint, you're not good enough to do that, and nothing about a 17-9 to game indicates to me that they're not able to do it, you get whooped 38 to nine when you can't do it. You don't get beat 17 to nine when you can't do it. You absolutely can. And the game could have been worse, actually, because the Chiefs were way more penalized than Jacksonville. They had three times as many penalties. Um, they had three times as many turnovers. You just you almost have to play flawless when you don't have that DNA of winning in you, when you play somebody that does have that DNA of winning. You can't have stuff like Jamal Agnew dropping the ball and giving it up at midfield. You can't. You think about all of the things that, you know, that made them be in a position where they were in a one-score game. That was one of them. The, the other one was when you get down in the red zone, you got to be able to punch in a touchdown at least once and not just set up for field goals. No touchdowns by Jacksonville, just three field goals. We saw how far Brandon McManus could kick. Great. We need to uh, see how far he can kick extra points, not just field goals. The only way you do that is executing. The only way you do that is have an offensive line where all five guys play together. I saw somebody break it down yesterday that everybody allowed pressures except for um, Walker Little. That's fine. That's great. But if they're allowing pressure, it doesn't matter that Walker Little didn't allow any pressure. If you got four guys that are allowing pressure. So they have to play harder, play better. And I'm sure, I was almost certain that that was going to happen, by the way. I was almost sure. I knew they weren't going to throw players under the bus. I knew they weren't going to um, just – totally rip them and talk bad about the guys because you're only two games in and then it's really not their style. And it's, and it's not warranted at this point. What's warranted at this point is guys just have to go out and play better. And, and, I, and I warned everyone about this, not them, but us here that listen to every day that have this conversation with me every day that 
it's really, really, really not about want to. So many times in life, you know, especially with this younger generation, man, everybody thinks because I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind. I'm going to work hard. It's great. I'm not saying don't. I'm going to outwork the next guy, which I hate people saying that because that means in order for you to outwork him, you're paying attention to him when you should be paying attention to yourself. But it takes more than just bravado and being a dog and being an alpha and wanting to get it and going to get it. That All of that stuff is good. But you also actually have to be able to go out and be exactly who you say you are. Who who do you want to be? What representative, what, which representative of yourself would you like to see on Sunday? And if you can imagine what they want and what they did with two different things, you can see the frustration on their faces after the game and during these, during their interviews, this is not what they expected. I know from the fans, I everybody expected for them to just add Calvin Ridley to the team that was in Kansas City last year, and we ought to at least be 10 points better, right? Well, it doesn't work that way. That is not the way this goes. Doug Peterson pointed out that the way that they play, especially in the red zone, they being Kansas City, and the reason why I keep bringing them up is because you're going to have to go through them if you want to get, get to it, and you know what it is that they double the number one and number two receiver in the red zone. That would be Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. So you got to beat them with somebody else. You got to beat them with a running back. You got to beat them with a tight end. You got to beat them with a third third receiver. They're taking that stuff away from you. And when that's your first look and then that's your second look, and by the time you get to your third look, somebody's on your butt. George Kalaftis or Chris Jones. That is just the way that they're built. And good teams are built that way. Let me say, let me see. Let me take weapon one and weapon two away. And by the time he gets through his progressions to weapon three, uh, we got a dog right in his face trying to bite him. It happened on the fourth down play. Christian Kirk came open on a little bit of a delay route where he goes out and he comes back, sort of a stutter. But he was wide open, and Trevor actually pumped it but held it back and tried to get in, get on his bicycle and get out of there because Chris Jones was breathing down his throat, and he didn't get away from him because Chris Jones is Chris Jones. You got to trust it. You got to trust it, and you got to execute it. The good thing is is there's really a lot of time for them to fix it. The only thing is is the time counts. So if you're working on that and fixing on it, you want to be working on it and fixing on it and winning while you're working on it and fixing on it. So am I, I'm not, I, I can try to speak for everybody here. Are we good with just winning as long as it's ugly and we can get pretty with it later, but as long as we win games, wins are something that's sustainable. Some people think you can't win a certain way and have that be sustainable. Winning is sustainable. I don't care how you have to do it. And I think that's where everybody is right now. So just be prepared to watch the Jaguars get better in plain sight. Don't overdo it when they go out here. If they play a bad team and they run the score up, it's good from the standpoint of that's what you're supposed to do against bad teams. But it's bad if you think that that's going to solve all their problems because they actually have to wait until they play a good team to see if they've actually improved. Good thing is we got time and we got a lot of time to see it and a lot of time to talk about it. We'll be doing it here on Locked On Jaguars. They're also doing it over on Locked On NFL. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL every single day the same way. It's just your second listen and your next watch after you check out Locked On Jaguars. But it's Monday through Friday, comprehensive stories and 
all of the leagues from around the league and and I'll be on there on Wednesday with my partner James Rapine and every single day guys are there from around the country to give you exactly what you need with Locked On NFL. All right, man, until then, you guys take care and remember to check out Sirius XM for every single Jaguars game. You can catch it on Sirius XM. If you're driving your car, make sure you listen to Sirius XM and check out Locked On Jaguars, not Locked On Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguar games every single week. That's right. All right, man. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jaguars. And then on Thursday, of course, we have our crossover show where we'll do our crossover with our friends from Houston, Texas. I hope both of them are here, by the way. They're both so busy up there. Sometimes we might only have one, but if we get two, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time anyway. And then Friday, of course, comes with game predictions and 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 things that we expound on where we talk about how the Jags are going to actually pull off the victory. One and one so far. I missed the other day. I even missed how the game would go. I thought it would be a high-scoring game, but it wasn't. But tune in, and you'll check me out every single day to see if I can do better. And I promise you, I will do my absolute best. All right, take care, and we'll see you next time here on Locked on Jaguar.